Today's episode is for the modern woman, the modern goddess, if you will. And however you want to relate to that word or you're just still in rejection mode of it, we're going to be talking about the goddesses in the next couple of weeks heading into an invitation that I received to be a part of the Seven Sisters Workshop. The next few episodes will be dedicated to making space and time to learn about the seven archetypes within all wahine, within all women. And it's a conversation that I am so excited to dive into. I have some really amazing guests coming on the show. And today I wanted to talk about making time. Because I don't know about you, but I think it's really difficult in this modern times to find time for feminine embodiment practices and learning about the feminine. And if it is not something that maybe you're working in that realm or you're working with other women and you literally are in your job, in your business, with your children, with the things of the day, why would I ever care to learn about these things, right? So the next couple of weeks, just know, heads up, we're going to be talking about these feminine archetypes. And today I want us to focus on specifically making time to learn, to practice, to embody what it is we are here to embody. I hope you're here for it. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Beyond the Reef podcast with me, Uilani Tevanga. Are you an ambitious, goal-getting woman? yet often feel depleted, sometimes even numb? Are you chasing success yet deeply desiring significance? Do you feel you're walking a tightrope of too much or not enough? From a young age, success meant safety, so I always achieved, but it wasn't as fulfilling as I thought it would be and I couldn't stop running. I feared one day if I stopped, it would all fall apart. Spoiler, it all fell apart anyway. In my darkest space, I went inward. I found the truth, my truth. I got to meet myself for the first time, to let go of shame and heal so I could help others in a deeper way. Imagine if you were able to unlock abundance from within, that it was no longer dependent on just what you do, but how you amplify who you already are through magnetic embodiment, emotional mastery, tapping into your intuition, and reclamation of pleasure. Oh yeah, we're going there. You're about to go beyond the barriers you think are keeping you stuck. It's time to awaken the mana within so we can go beyond the reef. You're going to start to see a lot of how are you going to finish the year and what is your 2023 going to be at? And I just want to offer some space at this time. Don't let anyone make you feel rushed. If you did or you didn't, quote unquote, achieve, can you just drop into what are you making that mean about you? I'm only sharing this because for so long, that last push, that last quarter push used to just bring up so much anxiety. And it's quite the opposite of when I'm talking about time. 
so often when we talk about time and we hear about time, things like that will put us into this scarcity running mode. And what I want to do today is create more space and bring us back into this truth of we're not behind. We are on our own divine timing. And it is so opposite from these masculine structures. And I'm not saying the masculine is bad, right? Like we have both and it's important. But here's what I want to offer to you. There is no way that we can be in our feminine if we are not allowing ourselves to be within our own timeline. I need you to really hear that. You're going to be a feminine woman, but you might be living out of your masculine energy if you're going to allow others to constantly dictate your time. I'm not talking about this if you're showing up to your job or you have to be at a meeting or whatever. But the balance that so many women are seeking, and I hear this over and over, even if you're like, oh, balance is a lie or balance is a fraud or whatever you feel about balance, yet here we are always talking about more time, balance, constantly. Some people say, you can have it all. And some people say, oh, balance is a joke. And I'm going to say, let you discover what is true for you. Because ultimately, it truly is an energy thing, like all things that shows up in our body, that shows up in our lives. But this overpolarization that shows up in our logical mind, in our goal-setting minds, in our, you know, there's, and there's nothing wrong with goal-setting, but that, again, it's the unbalanced that has us feeling like something is missing, And this return to healing our feminine essence is about realizing that actually nothing is missing. We just are not connected to all parts. And as we start to connect to all parts of ourselves, we understand what that really means when we hear this, the feminine is rising, right? Like we're we're experiencing this everywhere. And my work specifically is about how is the feminine rising within you? And how can I give you tools and support and be like this wing woman in helping you remember how that feels in your body? Because that's for me is what the feminine truly is about. It's about spirit into matter. But so often in the modern world, We focus on the matter. We focus on the matter, the matter, the matter, and what's right in front of us. And as mothers, as caregivers, as anyone who has kuleana or responsibility just on the daily, which is all of us, how can we add the spirit into into our lives, right? It's really about understanding a few key principles, and making a decision. So time is ultimately the biggest hurdle. When I teach regular embodiment classes, it's like, I just don't have time. And I understand this because if getting even to the gym is not in someone's priority, if women basically have no time to do their hair, to, you know, get to all their 
things on their to-do list, if they can barely, you know, see, meet up with friends, like why would pleasure even be considered to be a part of their list? That wasn't on my list. That wasn't in my list for so long. When I was going to make a to-do list, it was like everybody's needs, everybody where they got to be, everything my work required of me, I got to get a workout in, I got to eat healthy, I got to do all these things. Wherever did I say this time is for my pleasure. This time is for me to slow down and drop into my body. Are you kidding me? Like a person who's constantly in goal mode and achievement mode and hitting those last quarter four goals, like give me a freaking break. So I get it. But let me try to bring you back in slowly and help you prioritize this because truly it is the game changer. If it's something that you are curious about, you're like, why do you keep talking about this reclamation of pleasure? Like, what's the big freaking deal, right? Getting into our bodies, understanding that that is ultimately our creative energy, our life force. A personal story that I will share is recently I was asked by a couple and they, I'm not going to disclose who they were obviously, but they're a very prominent family in Hawaii and they are themselves in a sense space holders for many around the world. And I have this random phone call and they said, you know, we're, we're coming in. We want to see you. Will you do a session for us? You know, like a, an, a, goddess section, a goddess session. What they really wanted was a facilitation for the two of them. You know, Kane Wahine, husband and wife. And I just instantly said yes. This was my first experience working with a couple. Up until that point, I just really had been working with women. Now I understand their family dynamic is so full on. Their parents and their grandparents and their space holders and their leaders and their speakers. And they're just just like most of us living in the modern world, but really desiring to connect to spirit, to strengthen their relationship. And the fastest way that I have learned is getting into our body and connecting to our pleasure. And so they asked specifically for that work. And I was able to hold them and guide them through, you know, a certain set of rituals and practices. And I got to see them a week later. And I am not over-exaggerating when I say they looked 20 years younger. My mouth was just dropped when I saw them and they hugged me and they're like, oh, things have just turned around. You know, we made all these moves and this clarity and it was like they just collapsed time and space because they got into their body. They reconnected to their pleasure. They understood the spirit into matter and they started to just make shit happen almost instantly. It was so freaking amazing. And I'm like, yes, because not like I don't need the validation for the work that I do because I hear it. I know what, you know, the response that I get. But to see this in a couple that I just adore so much really made me be like, we need to make time to prioritize our pleasure. So let this episode be a little invitation 
if something, again, has got you curious and you're like, okay, well, yes, I want to explore my feminine. I want pleasure. I want my sensuality. I want to know what is my erotic power. You know, I want to be in my passion and my desire. I want to embody all of it, but I'm freaking busy. How do I make the time? How do we make the time? Because we're never going to find it. Never. I will always fill it in with little doodads and little scroll holes and little mindless things that have nothing to do with me coming back home to myself and expanding into my desires and expanding into more love. I'll just fill it with nonsense. And you will hear me say this over and over again forever moving forward about sacred why will you hear me say this word sacred, sacred sensuality, sacred sexuality, sacred spaces, sacred sisterhood, because sacred pieces are so key. I don't feel we can leave that word out moving forward. That reverence, that honor, that is so important to our healing. Because when I say the word sacred in your body, do you feel any type of way? Do you feel a disarmoring, perhaps, a relaxing into? Because you know sacred is also safe. That has been my experience. And so I share this from experience as a married, straight, but also in exploration, woman. And what I share is through my own lens, through my own lived experiences, And that's what I teach from, you know, unapologetically. It is what it is. Like you guys already know my story. If you're new here, you can go back a couple episodes about when I'm sharing about me leaving my childhood religion and all that kind of stuff. But if you've been here, you know the deals. I hold space for all expressions of humanity and sexuality and sensuality and how that manifests through different individuals. But again, my work is pretty niche for women. And... It speaks to humans in a female body because my work is definitely geared towards women with yoni, with punani or pussy if you're cool with that word. If you're not, well, I'm sorry because that's what it's called. And I don't want to call it a vagina, okay? And I hope you don't have kids listening. (laughs) But how do we make time in this modern world for feminine practice? I want to give you some tips as a modern goddess. And what I want to start with is it's a decision, like all things. And although I'm really moving away from this mindset, mindset is is forever, right? Like, of course, we're going to have mindset. It's just the overload of mindset, which I'm really starting to steer away from. But it does begin with a little mindset work, meaning making the decision that you want to explore this. It's kind of like the pre-work. Before the cultivation of pleasure, this leaning into a little bit of mindset allows us to prioritize our sensuality and our pleasure. And it's not. And it is basically the ultimate holistic tonic. Especially, side note, if you have any kind of body issues oh i'm too big or oh i'm too small and oh, i don't like this and, blah, blah, blah. and one thing i especially saw especially in that facilitation that story i just told you 
It's like when you start to get into your body and really look at it from this lens of, wow, I am a miracle, all of that dissipates and you start to just intuitively know, I don't want to eat that. I want to eat this. I overeat. I don't feel good and I deserve to feel good. Ugh, I'm under eating. I'm starving my body. My body's hungry. I want to nourish her. It's no longer about like how can I fit into it. It's like, I am just going to start to care for myself. So that's just a little side note I wanted to add in there. We talk about holistic tonic because holistic meaning whole, right? Nothing missing. You are whole. When you hear me, see me talk about pleasure, I am not referencing these bursts of highs. I'm speaking of these experiences of embodied pleasure where you just feel, again, really, really good in your skin. And if you're listening to this while you're multitasking, I'm going to ask you to pause. Okay, pause what you're doing. If you're driving, you can come back. But come back when you can drop into your body and pull from a memory where you can really recall a time where you felt so good. And I'm not, when I say so good, maybe it has like a sexual reference if that's what you're really focusing on right now and like claiming. But I'm just talking about an experience where you felt so good and alive. This is a memory that you can pull from where you felt alive in your own senses. So this could be, Maybe a, a walk on the beach or this could be hiking in a really beautiful area where you are able to see, touch, smell, you know, be in, in relations and your heart, it was expanding. It's, you know, a memory that is very juicy. Maybe it was with a lover. Maybe it was with yourself and it was ease. It had ease to it. And the frequency that comes up within you, that is essentially your feminine. You can start there with an experience you had where you experienced pleasure. And I'll just give you a moment to recall, to call it back. And once you locate that, you just want to bring it alive. Let's like alive in it. Let's really drop in. What are you seeing? What are you wearing? What are you feeling and are there other people with you? Are you alone in nature? Is there a taste? If you reached out into the landscape, what are you touching? What is your sense of touch if you felt your own body? What are you feeling? This is really about bringing in the five senses and then bringing in the breath. Allowing yourself to bring in this breath as if you're breathing in something so amazing. And you begin to call in that frequency of pleasure. And you let it circulate in your body. See now if you can soften your belly just a little bit. Into the belly into your womb space and see if you can find again that feeling of pleasure. So that, that is what we're talking about, right? 
that reconnecting of that part of yourself and dialing up that power. And that, my sis, takes practice. And that takes cultivation. And that cultivation takes time. In order to find time, right? Again, going back to just a bit of mindset. How do we convince ourselves to prioritize this? Here's a few tips. Just three simple tips that I want to give to you. Number one, with the decision, like we talked about. Decide that you are a sensual being and your pleasure is essential. It is your holistic tonic. It is your life force energy and if you feel into that there can be a lot that comes up right especially with old conditioning when someone says prioritize your pleasure and you instantly have stories or you have narratives coming up but what I want to share is that for me when I would hear of that I would think pleasure is frivolous I should be doing something more important I should be doing something more productive with my time. Another thing that might come up is that pleasure is dangerous. And that, my sis, with so much love, understanding that that is so valid because there could be very valid evidence backing that up and that is huge. And I do not bypass or take that truth away from you. You might have experienced something where you were in your pleasure and it wasn't safe. It was actually dangerous. And just knowing that that story can be running our subconscious, it's really important that we feel into that because we can really armor up when we go to reclaim any kind of pleasure and take on any kind of practice. So I just wanted to give love and understanding that I get it if that resistance also comes up because I see that it does for so many. So then it really becomes about us doing the work and strengthening our nervous system and really creating safety in our nervous system and that also takes time. And I find that because of trauma, this is where most women completely just check out and they create a story that it's not for them, it's ridiculous it's woo woo it's you know whatever else they're going to label it because pleasure work can resurface old experiences and if we're left without tools we can choose to completely shut this part of ourselves off like so many of us have done for decades and or beyond the complete opposite of like you know fuck, I can do whatever I want and do whoever and both are on the same sides are on of the two sides of the same coin. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so there are a number of ways that that can show up. And so we just have to start to tune in for what is true for us. But we can learn to dismantle the stories around pleasure. And journaling is one of these tips, okay? So number two, with finding time, making time, that kind of thing. Pleasure. This little mindset shift of pleasure is my responsibility. Let me say that again. Pleasure is my 
responsibility. And there's a lot that's going to come up here as well. So say that out loud and see what gets activated in you. We have been hardwired to basically take a victim stance when it comes to our sensuality, which I'm sure, as you can see, is very intentional. And that is meant to take us out of our power because pleasure is our power. And when we have that dialed in, we basically become unstoppable. And so this makes sense, right? That in the patriarchy and patriarchal societies, that pleasure is the first thing we demonize. That pleasure, when it's deemed righteous or acceptable, comes in the form of an external force. And it makes sense that in a patriarchy society, that pleasure isn't our responsibility because maybe it's supposed to be I don't know, like coming from other places outside of ourselves. Maybe we can buy it. Maybe we can get it from another human or a perfect lover like the old Disney movies we grew up watching. All of these are woven into our psyche from such a young age. So this statement, pleasure is my responsibility, can bring up a lot. But when we begin to unravel of how we view our pleasure, we get to see that how can I ever really give joy and give love if I have not first given that to myself? That was the beginning. That was honestly my exploration into reclaiming my pleasure. That came from a book, and I speak about this often, A Radical Awakening from Dr. Shefali, and she talks about joy and that was when I really wanted to understand joy from within. And that had everything to do with reclaiming my pleasure without any external force. It was all going to be generated from my own body. And then number three, when we're going to rewire our stories around pleasure, making space, making time is exactly that. This is a big one. They're all big, right? Like they're not just, okay, great. Thanks for that episode. I'm just going to dot, dot, dot. We're off and we're running. This will also take time. So, so much grace. This is not a to-do list, checklist, whatever. This is a practice. I need to make space. I desire to make space for pleasure in my life. How can this look like? Creating a space for sensual rituals, we, you know, after so many years in the pandemic, whatever, um, we, it was so necess- necessary for us to create spaces within our homes, right? That's why like Home Depot was, and Lowe's, they were just like packed. People were just making their home, really realizing like the spaces that I'm going to be in, they want to feel good. I want to make it beautiful. I want to make it functional or whatever it was going to be. Same thing with creating a space for pleasure in your life. Mindfulness practices. You're going to build power there. So that ended up becoming my balcony. My balcony, and if you follow me on social media, you'll see me there a lot. That's where I like to practice. That's where I like to meditate. That's where I like to move. I also tend to go in my garage, but I rather have like the ocean and the mountain view in my view because that puts me in a state of calm it dismantles the busyness of my life and that's where I build chi that's where I build energy 
on my balcony. So where is that in your life? I don't care how small or massive or how much toys you have in your home that you feel like, I don't know where I'm going to like make space. This can be as simple as a yoga mat with a pretty blanket over and you just start simple. I loved to build a little altar now with oils and candles but in the beginning if you're just starting to carve out some space keep it really simple because the simple things are the things that you'll repeat over and over again your feminine practice can include sensual breath work i love to include movement every day come practice with me if you're looking for a space have virtual and in-person classes and really just set a place and a time that you can feel good in create the time in your schedule even if you're like girl you don't even know how busy i am i can know i get it we all right but lifestyle changes require us to carve space and i find that Sometimes we're on social media way too long. We're like, ah, oh, this and this. And, and women are like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, but you're here on Instagram talking to me about something. Like, not that I don't love that, but even five, 10 minutes of asking for external answers can be turned and transformed through a simple breath dropping in through a simple meditation, five minutes of asking people for advice online versus you sourcing that from within. What if you could feel more alive? So really have fun when you're connecting online, right? But like remembering that even for me, you're going to start seeing me less and less on Instagram and really focusing in on the podcast. That's where I want to be. That's where... It'll connect you to the programs that I have coming that the casino, it's just like the casino, right? It's like go with a budget. Don't bring all your money and all your best and think you're just going to put it all out there. Go with a budget because the house always wins, right? And the house is really looking for your time. And time is the thing that we are trying to reclaim for ourselves so we can reclaim feeling good in our own bodies, And so, yeah, I'm not calling anybody out. I'm really just here helping you find five, 10 minutes to begin with. Because just like anything, just like working out, you know, maybe you don't want to do it, but a couple minutes in, you're like, wow, this feels really good. And movement is medicine. And breathing and sweat and connecting to my vessel is medicine for me. And our bodies really do love rhythm. Okay, so booking time for pleasure is about getting into a rhythm. That's the only way, that's the only way that's gonna happen is we book time to reclaim our pleasure and get into the rhythm of this practice and getting in rhythm of a practice is a part of our healing. Getting in this rhythmic flow is so healing for our body. Your body loves rhythm. And modern modern life is just not that. It is so not rhythmic. It is often very chaotic, super random. So I recommend highly creating a morning ritual. I know like 
some of us are just like get up get your pre-workout in get the gym like that was for so many years of my life but I'm finding that I can start to strengthen and regulate my nervous system a little bit more if I allow space for slowness meditation movement pleasure and you know and and yeah I'm going to talk about morning pleasure with yourself with your partner whatever add music that having a beautiful playlist throughout the day to evoke certain things to give you energy to give you focus but also to bring you back into your body this is the things that i desire to share so thank you so much for tuning in today i really really appreciate you i know that there are a million other things that you could be doing right now but you made the time whether you're multitasking or whether you and and most of us right when we listen to podcasts we're doing other things so thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day really calling you forward really calling you in and i hope that this served you in some capacity that is my whole heart and i look forward to connecting with you not only on the podcast but beyond the reef go beyond the reef.com is about to launch in a couple of days and i'm so excited to share that with you obviously as a podcast listeners you have the first taste of the things which are going to be available if you desire to deepen your practice if you're desiring mentorship if you're desiring more sisterhood that is where all of this will be and I'm grateful that I finally have a holiday to put all of my offerings and downloads and everything into this uh, the space it just feels like a really big, deep exhale, and I'm excited to share it with you, my sis. But after this episode, I'm also going to go prioritize my own pleasure and have a little mindfulness walk. But I love you, and I will see you on the next episode.